but I am at a weird recording position right now. Hold on, let me let me toss you a pic of this. I don't know. Are you sorry though? Apologetic, yes. Actively sorry, no. Uh mainly because uh of what's gonna be heard throughout. Where yeah, okay. I don't know if no, it's not very easy to see. But basically, I'm in that orange chair, and Pip is in my lap because of the storm. She is freaking the fuck out. So she is down here in my lap, and Ollie is right down, right over there uh, by, you know, sometimes he's over here, sometimes he's not, sucking on his whoopee. And you're just noshing down on stuff, so this is all kinds of sonically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, Annie's kind of freaking out, too. Oh, baby girl, her chest is going ape. So we'll go ahead and apologize to your viewers for that, because it's not going to be the sonically best episode ever. Well, I'm almost done snacking, so don't worry. <laughs> I also have a... Uh, I realized something as I was just pulling into the house. I left my notebook at work. Oh, damn. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, let's... All right. So. And that delightful crunch you were hearing were some Vlasic pickles. Jesus. <laughs> That's the tastiest crunch I ever heard. I know that has to be racist to something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just figured it was like... Very oh, no. uh, Brooklyn oh, Jewish. I'm going with you. Oh. <laughs> no, that's how the that's how the little stork thing says it. On oh yeah, it's not your fault. It's how it was always done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the racist. Hey, that's a pretty good segue, Bob. Actually, uh, we're gonna have to stop the segue because I figured hell or high water, Jake. We're gonna have an actual month of Thrones now. We, they cannot count last week against us because if legally your job can't fucking fire you for going off on your Navy days, our dear viewers can't give us shit for taking off your Navy days too. So, you know, support our troops. <laughs> but before – all right, so a little bit of a framework, guys. Uh, we were set up to do a, uh, a comparison of the first and last season of Game of Thrones. But something happened. Two things happened. God damn it, Jay. <laughs> Two things. Maybe I should learn to, like, mute yes, myself. Jake, you should. <laughs> oh, you fucking a duck. Uh, so, that that's a true turduck and a fucking a duck. Uh, but two things happened. So, we're going to scrap that. And just so we still have a month of Thrones, Jake... What was originally going to be an entire episode of us doing stage readings is now down to two little bits of the theater. The theater, the theater. What's happened to the theater? I I had a little bit of a... Uh, a what's the word I'm looking for? 
You're like cutting in and out oh, a lot. Yeah. Like not like totally uh, quiet. Apologies, but... dear viewers. We're having to use Skype again, but we're all we're using Jake's, not mine, because there's a thunderstorm, as you know, was noticed in the pre-roll. Oh yeah, well we're doing a brother's quarrel. That's Jake. There That's we go. Fine. Got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna go. I, I had a couple parameters when I was going to look for some fanfic for Game of Thrones. Nothing overt, nothing nothing like, oh, and then John had all of the penises over his face. The Brothers of the Night Watch, the Incest Brothers. Actually, that would be kind of fun to write. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I was looking through uh, a lower word count, going for the Ernest Hemingway Award of fanfic, you know, trying to find the smallest fanfics out there that still got the point across. And dear God, do some people have shitty, shitty fanfic. This well, – oh, no, yeah. no, Jake. This is one of them. A Dothraki horde on an open field. King Robert warned us only a fool would meet a, Darth, uh, meet a Dothraki horde on an open field. Y'all, that's, a, that's just the uh, fucking words from the books. That's it. That's not fanfic. And you know those words? That was about half the amount of of words as there were tags for this one. Huh. Seriously, the tags were longer than the whole goddamn story, Jake. I did find sad. one that I liked, though. It was – hold on, let me – again, uh, I am a little bit further away from my computer than I'd like to be, and me being blind, it's causing a bit of a – Hassle. I blame the dog that's sitting on my lap, so F off. Okay. The name of it is Good Steward. I, be, I was I was seriously looking for Sam and Eamon. <laughs> Sam was trying his hardest to be a good steward to Maester Eamon. As any good steward would, he kept the chambers clean, the fire blazing, the sheets fresh, the meals hot and the ravens well fed. He made sure the scrolls were organized and dust free. The leather, oh, I'm sorry, the letters were promptly answered and the herbs and potions were carefully sealed in spotless jars, bottles, and vials. And like a good steward, well, I'm not saying steward instead of steward. <laughs> and like a good steward. Sam spent each night between the furs cover uh, the fur covers on Eamon's bed, protectively curled around his thin centenarian frame. Wait, where did ah uh, uh, while he slept? I don't know what happened to the rest of it. Yeah, that's all it was. Just a quick little. He's a good boy. He cuddles. <laughs> that was all it was, and I like that. It was just simple. It was stupid. And there, now we have our, con uh, our contractually obligated Month of Thrones segment done. Well, I still watched, like, the first two episodes like we I talked about. I forgot to. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, not surprised. It's less, like, I, I have to sign up for the thing, so I'll, I'll, I'll... Well, and really, the, the, and like I mentioned as we were talking, the most notable thing is the pacing. Like, oh, yeah, I knew the that first was be. two... Yeah, it just starts out kind of more slow and smooth and steady kind of thing. Whereas with season eight, like still that that opening scene of episode one where Arya is Walder Frey. Yeah. 
and like slays every male fray is absolutely phenomenal. That is still probably my favorite non-battle scene. Yeah. Uh, but that shuttle... And plus it was a cold open, too, oh, so... All of them are cold opens now. The entire no, series huh. is. Not with... No, huh? No, that was only the second cold open. Of course, the very first episode had a cold open, and then this one really? had a cold open. Yeah, there's not very many cold opens. Huh. That's odd. I could have sworn. You're thinking of our show, <laughs> the less... The, the less popular and money-making of the two. Are you feeling better, Pip? You could probably hear her purring. Yeah, I did. It's okay, baby girl. I'm sorry, Ollie. He is staring at me, like, so angry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Annie's curled up, at, up against the couch, and I can't really see her, but at least she's laying down and not... Standing there, panning and yeah. shaking. So yeah. there's it that. It has to have the closeness. So I'm like, like seriously, the other night I had to wrap her up in a burrito with the covers. Because that- originally she was just up here on the couch. She was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to bed for no other reason than this. I can like wrap my blanket around this dog so I can finally relax. It, the shittiest thing. I was finally asleep. When there were no no more storms, so what did she do? She bolted upright and dashed out of the room to go freaking back to mom, stomping all over my testicles. So that was fun, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jake, let's discuss what caused uh, our Month of Thrones to be nothing more than a throwaway gag this week. Okay. That was a handoff. Oh, I thought I thought you were taking it. I didn't know which way you wanted to go, so <laughs> I didn't know which one you wanted to start with. So let's start with Avengers. Okay, I feel like that's going to be a longer one. I was actually thinking okay, the other we'll one. We'll do it that way. I handed it off to you, Jake. You have to make that decision. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's all right. So, Bob, one of the things that kind of deterred us from our uh, sacred mission. Yes, our sacred mission was out of nowhere, uh, Mr. Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, released a most interesting video. Fucking performance um, which, piece. Yeah, like, I was looking at it after two days, and it already had almost 100 million views. Nice. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I hadn't looked recently. Just, just for my own curiosity, uh... Because I've watched it like five times myself. Yo. So, um, hold oh, on. Hopefully don't worry, while you're playing. doing that, I'm oh, trying to. Oh, it's at 104 million views right now. 104. It needs to be higher. Yeah. It really does. Well, you got to remember, there's a lot of really ignorant rednecks that'll have no interest in Fuck wanting it. to watch it. Guys, but... dear viewers, go out there. And if you have not watched this video, because I remember when it came out. I kept seeing the leak everywhere, and I was like, you know what? Nah, I'll watch it some other time. I'll watch it some other time. And then, like, three days later, I finally clicked on it, and holy balls. And then, like, the next day, yeah, I watched it like a day after. And everybody was talking about it. I could have yep. gotten it. But so, dear viewers, if you haven't watched it, go out there and watch it three times. At least three times. One for every racist piece of shit you know. And hey, if you have seen it, Go out there and watch for every once for every racist piece of shit you know, and then 
and then look up uh, and then a, so call me maybe and laugh and have yourself <laughs> a, a, a joyous time and then go back to watching This Is America again. Yeah, this uh, this video, whenever I first watched it, like most people, my reaction is like that very first oh, gunshot. Oh, I was like, what? I'm going to walk you through what my brain was doing. I uh, having like spent a good time trying to absorb everything from the fucking uh, Janelle Monet album that came out like a two weeks ago, two weeks prior. I was like the whole time I was it started I was like okay you know what this is an okay beat uh, is it gonna be because Awaken My Love is a really good experimental R and B album that's what I feel it's more like than a rap album because there's hardly fucking none of it it's just a really good album barring California I don't like that song it's just something it's just the way the vocals are done it it rips me right out can't dig it uh. I, I'm like, okay, I see, not bad, not bad, not bad. And then he shoots a motherfucker. I was like, what the fuck? Because yep. that's all that starts. It starts with this really, really nice beat that I, and that's where I kind of wanted to start. Dude, that opening beat is phenomenal. The opening, uh, the opening, perform, opening part of the performance where you have the, uh, well, the uh, the minstrel dancing intercut with the shitty the shitty caricature face of you know the one bug eyed one half down and you know janky face which was a which was uh, a caricature often used to describe oh look at them dumb blacks them dumb colored folks dude you're actually starting out in my but, biggest point so I'll let you finish but your nobody realized or nobody wanted to say. The reason that was a character is because that's what happens when you beat someone their whole fucking life. That's where that face came from. And you see that face interposed between the uh, – well, I, I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it is in that opening uh, sequence from getting to the turnaround to the shot, during the minstrel dancing and the pulling faces, You're intercut with those were – uh, steps and poses in traditional African dance to show through all this minstrel, through all the the horrible representation, there's still the pride. Be safe. Okay. You can still have pride mm -hmm. in your I just your muted parentage. my microphone. Because if you notice, you know, at, like every time you, you see a little bit, like it shows that ounce of pride, no matter what the fuck goes on, to remind you me. can still have that pride in yourself. To swap the laundry. Or was that just me? Um, so-so. Okay. So. Hold on, because Sarah is leaving, so I had my microphone Shh. muted, so, um, yeah. But, uh, no, uh, part of it you kind of go as what? Part of it you kind of go askew from where I was. I love you, honey. Mwah, you're my favorite. Be safe. Sorry. Um, no, so, if you notice... All of the times that he's dancing and smile, or the, whenever he's smiling, right, is during the the shuck and jive portions of the video, like the like the dance for me monkey yes. kind of stuff, right? Uh, that's whenever he has that same, like you mentioned, like that uh, that 
that distorted grinning face and everything else. And it took me a few watches to really kind of pick up on that. Like the, the dancing is one of the things that stood out the most to me. Um, it just, it took a, a few watches for me to kind of understand or have a better understanding because there's still no way I can say I kind of fully understand where he's coming from. Oh, that's from. a beauty. No one ever really um, will. No, and and it, and you're right. It's that's the the best part of the video is not every not everybody sees there something will never different be, because everybody experiences right. everything different. And by saying no, there's no definitive answer I'm going to give you. It keeps the conversation going, not about the video, right? But about what he's trying to fucking say. Right. And see, my first, my very first take of it all was that if you notice, like how his facial expressions change so often, I almost felt like it was, um, it was conveying pain and joy kind of thing. Almost like, uh, you know, sure, whenever somebody dances, you automatically assume that there's like a happiness behind and it, while, right? By using freaking old Jim Crow drawing shits of, you know, of all those poses that you'd see in old Jim Crow editorial cartoons. Right. Not the actual but person. But see, that was – and that's kind of <laughs> – right? And that's what I eventually came to. But at first I was like, you know, he's – He's dancing even though he's in pain kind of thing, right? Um, and, uh, I actually, <clears throat> I actually felt like the choir, um, I, my initial thought was it being a reference to yeah, that Charles Church shooting, but there's one extra person in the choir compared to the number that was killed in the congregation, so, um, unless that extra person is supposed to represent a, a specific, like culture specifically, something like that, I'm not sure. But whenever I, you know, part of me still believes that it, it's that to a point. But the fact that the numbers didn't match up, I don't think that was the exact message he was shooting for. Because everything in this video, the more you watch it, the more you feel like everything has a purpose. Every single movement, every single frame of film, it has a, there, there's something to it. Now, it may be that he wanted it to seem that way and only certain parts has things to it, but like we said, there's never going to be that definitive. Only he really knows, and maybe the director. They might be the only two people who really know if every little thing has a meaning there was or not. One, only one thing that really always just tossed me for a loss, and I hated the fact that I never noticed it, the fucking horse. It was dead. Yeah, same. It, it I never noticed that either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know. The apocalypse following him. Yeah, it's yeah. it was the pale horse. And all of the empty cars, uh, with like doors that were open, you know, kind of with that, um, carrying that weight of, you know, black men being shot in their vehicles. Yeah. Uh, you know, think of one of the, I mean, Jesus Christ, even his outfit is a statement. I saw, I saw a video where it was trying to, you know, and I thought the same. 
I think it was, those are like legit pants because you can actually see like a, um, a branded, uh, tag thing on the, the back right hand side where there usually is like where the Levi tag is or like a lucky brand tag, Wrangler tag, whatever it is, okay. right? Uh, so there's still a tag on there because I, um, I didn't watch the video, but I did see some references to that. Um, and I didn't, wa- but like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. And it was just like, it had like this big circle around the pants and, you know, an arrow oh or a God. line connecting yeah. another circle that showed like a rebel flag. But I was like, you know, in some ways it does. It has like that. Also, it it, uh, that, it does look very, very, very much like the same shit you'd see in those Jeff and drawings. multiple yeah. buttons. Yeah, and, so it's, you know, which is... Right. That's why I said. And, and so, that's why like, I hate when they said that. It was like, oh yeah, it's Confederate soldiers. Like, no, it's Reformation era. That is the easiest way to put it. It is that refer. It's that. Uh, yeah, the ref. God, Reformation, right? Reformation era. Yeah, it's the Reformation era style. That's the best way to put it because you see, it was like, oh, it's because it was Confederate or now. the abolition. No, no, no. As in, like. Well, right after the Civil War. But re- what reform? You're saying Reformation, but they're, after the Civil you know, War. what reform? That that era between... Uh, that was... Was it the Reformation? No, it was the... Um, it came with an R. Yeah, it was... Uh, it, essentially, it was the rebuilding, yes. which never happened. Uh, but you know... I'm trying to remember what the, the R... Uh, it wasn't reparation, right, but. No. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, it was that it was it was an era of dress is what they used. And people was like, oh, it's because it was Confederate soldiers. Like, no, you wouldn't want to wear all those buttons if you, you were fucking shooting people on a reconstruction. reconstruction. Thank you. Uh, it was synonymous. OK, <laughs> yeah, but uh, which is true. But I do anyway, have a because there are so many things that can be said in. The whole having more – the gun is treated with more respect than the life kind of things that you don't need to fucking say because it's so apparent. But there is something I kind of noticed. I don't know if it's just me because I might be projecting, but – all right. This seemed like right after the shootings and I – where it's just him, all this horrible shit's going on in the background – him and the kids are dancing. Okay, because a lot of the reasons that he started making the song is uh, he Donald Glover liked trap music and wanted to play around with it. But one of the trappings of modern trap music and fuck all of hip hop to begin uh, period is three things: cash, money, hoes. I said. Money, cash, hoes, hey, money, I said, cash, yeah, hoes. I said money twice. Guess what? Because that's fucking two-thirds of what it is. And usually I one of one, both one and two are used on I, – I, what's the word I'm looking for? On touting or bragging about the fact that you just spent $10,000 on a prostitute. How is that bragging for one thing? How can you brag I paid someone to have sex with me? Ain't I also like – Boy, ain't you supposed to be getting anybody's girl? But anyway, one of because that's the of modern hip hop because that's what gets you paid. 
That's what makes money. But think about when it started as an art form. It was used as holding a fucking microphone up and shouting to society at large about the horrible shit that's happening to the black community. The horrible disenfranchised people that are just getting shit on, absolutely shit on. And here we are in a time where they're getting shit on even worse. Well, actually, probably still as bad. It's just that everybody can now know about it. But what's the main thing all hip-hop is about? Those three things, cash, money, hoes. Now, there are there are plenty that's you know, talking about issues, but they're branded as backpack rap, you know. Uh, there's a couple words that I can't say, a couple of titles that I can't use because I am a freaking white as hell dude, and I just can't. You don't. You don't. It's not about can't. You don't. Uh, so all that's – all the – anybody trying to like talk about issues are relegated to the side. All the – the world is burning around them, and they are dancing like they're fucking Nero. I honestly, that's something I took from it. That that critique that as the world burns around them, modern hip hop is just dancing in its own little world. Yeah, just like it says toward the end, get that money, black exactly. man. Exactly. It's it is so in well, you know what? And but I mean, it does. It brings up a good point. It's like again in that part, he's shucking and jiving, right? And it's really saying that. It's it's important. It's important oh to off. black culture. It's Im- what's off, that? Oh, well, no! In black culture, there's this sense of it, if you want to get money, you've got to shuck and jive. Yes. And again, this kind of goes back to like if you think about our technology modern and black minstrel, culture, the modern thing in about Black Panther. You know, it's the exact same thing. There's you know, more so than the other uh, cultures, because of the oppression that has been felt by black culture, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, shouldn't just say felt. The oppression that has happened to to within black culture, right? Or to black culture. You know, there's this sense of, hey man, you know, in order for us to rise above... You got, you know, you've got to kind of shill to the white man and maybe do something that's not entirely you and it's not um, genuine, you know? Or genuine. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Again, that's that's one of those things. Hey, genuine actually did a badass cover of When Doves Cry that I absolutely I love. Good. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, yeah. But yeah. So anyway, um, but it is, and, and again, there, there's so much of that that goes on in this video, and it's like, well, guess what? Because I'm doing this and I'm doing my shucking and jiving, then with the kids, you know, he's te- the the younger crowd. They're going along and they're learning to shuck and jive also. It's oh. It is because I've noticed some things where people were like, oh, the kids act as a distraction, you know, but it's not really that it's one of those things that it's 
you know, because those kids are dancing the same way he is and doing the same and thing he is. And also a lot of the time dancing as in uh, at his behest because if you notice most of the times when they come in, he beckons them. Right. And also – you know what? It's like come follow me, you know children. What? I'll actually put – I can see – I see that one multiple different ways, one of which – this is going to shock you, Jake, positively – the world is burning down around you. Take the slightest bit of joy that you can because without it, you're fine. I also thought you're the just, same thing. Okay. That was one this of my is, first thoughts. Is, you're talking to the person who, when he was in Kentucky, once watched the entirety of Farscape one and a half times without sleeping because it kept me from going to a dark, dark, dark place. Because you take any ounce of escapism that you can when you have nothing else. It can happen. It's it, so, so at the same time as you can see it in the multiple different shitty ways that we just discussed, but you also need to see that there may be some joy in it. Now, that's not to say that, that I can't find a single ounce of joy in modern trap music. The beats are nice, but dear fucking God, I'm, I can't stand it. It's the same goddamn brag bullshit that, no. Like, you could say Lil Wayne was the most uh, inspirational rapper of his generation because, dear God, everyone wants to fucking be Lil Wayne. Nobody should ever want to be Lil Wayne. Ever. Dude, dude raps about the shittiest shit, except the except the three times he actually will fucking bring heat. That's what pisses me off the most about. I was like, yeah, he can have really good songs, but he breaks them up once a fucking decade. That doesn't make you a when when you release a song a week, you can't say you have you're a great lyricist when only one song a year is good. Because that's that is one <laughs> right. out of fifty-two. All right, you're shooting. Your your batting average is fucked. I'm not even going to pretend to act like I know how you how you set up batting averages. Fuck that noise. <laughs> right. Your RPI is dick. So yeah, it's. I'm, oh yeah, let's bring it back to that little fuckhole. I like I was saying about how if you want to talk about issues, you're you're a nerd rapper. All right, you're a little backpack kid. Just Lil Wayne once actually uh, in a in a song, God, I wish I could remember the name of it, was actually brought up a civil rights issue. Except he brought up that kid in uh, that that kid that was beaten to death to bring that kind of started the civil rights movement. Except he 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 referenced the beating death of a child as a uh, as an allegory as a way to describe how well he fucked a girl. Because he beat that pussy like him. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how Lil John does that. Lil John, that's how Lil Wayne does uh, does civil rights and his shit. Yeah, that's that's how he brings up issues. Yeah. So. Yeah. Skip. <laughs> no, and I and oh. I totally agree. Uh, what, do you have any more high points? Like as in like really really big points because um, all of mine are at work because I'm just trying to remember them at the moment. No, those are. Um, 
And, Those you are know the what? big ones. But I had a question for you real quick. Okay. Was there something in or about the video that you didn't like? You know what? While I was watching it the first time, how I said, you know, it's going through the process. When I saw the dancing and then the dumb face, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be, this is gonna be like a silly ass. Oh God, no, it's not a silly ass video. Like right when he pulled the first face, I was like, oh, this is just right. gonna be a dumb little silly video, isn't it? Nope, 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 nope. Yep. I think it's wonderfully crafted. There's just oh, one yeah. thing. I don't know if the song. I'm gonna. I, I'll, I'll end up fucking buying the album, so I'll, I'll get a test it myself. But I don't know if the song is good enough on its own as a standalone because right it, that's something like, we've talked about it's yeah like, yes we talked about but that was yesterday and off camera but uh and not as a slam to it it's without the video behind it it just seems like a trap song a decent pretty good trap song but it's it's like here it's like oh here's a good here's a good reference you'll get i don't know if anybody else will eh most people who listen to this were broke at some point. It's like trying to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody in a car with a broken stereo. Yeah. Where you only pick up certain hits of it. It was like, figure 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 oh, 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 oh. Oh. Yeah. That nothing sucked worse than learning to love music from uh, classic rock. Constantly listening to classic rock station. And having ba- a, a, bad, a busted stereo in a car because 70s and 60s loved themselves playing with stereo. <laughs> True. Stereoscopic sound. So, yeah, it's you're not getting the full, the full package just by listening to it, I don't think. So I think it is all needed as one unit to work. I don't know if the song alone will stand, but I'll still give it a try. Because I learned from Janelle Monet, I really need to shut the fuck up about things that I don't think will will work. <laughs> because the first time I heard Django uh, Jane, I was like, you know what? Because I came off Earth Android. I listened to that fucking nigh religiously. And it's an actual – it's a rap song. And she's more of a R&B. So I was like, you know what? Okay. It didn't really hit me until I watched it three fucking times. That is the entire album is power to the pussy. Seriously. It is your power comes from your your womanhood. Use that. Learn to the fact that you are a fucking god. Alright? It is a really good album. And I even felt the same way about Pink, which is yeah, Pink, Jake. It's all about vagina. The song's about vagina. But it felt like it was it wasn't my thing because well I'm just some dude. It isn't meant for me to be digging on it. Then I realized after three times or so listening, I was like, man, I'm an idiot. This song just fucking rocks. Fuck it. <laughs> but so yeah, I may be wrong, may not. But there's one thing we need to say before we go on to the next bit. The ending. Yeah, I was gonna ask you your thoughts because about that. No matter what message was said. No matter what was going on before that, at the end of the day, he's still a terrified man because this is America and he is a black male. No matter Dude, what, I he's that still was my exact same takeaway. Running. 
that because it's basically saying no matter how much dancing, no matter how much smiling, no matter how much weed you smoke or shucking and jiving you do, you will you will still feel that fear. That is the exact same thing that I took away Fuck from yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. Ooh, hold on. Wait, ta-da. Okay. Oh, I just got a thing back from uh, from Jamie about uh, the. She said she was going to be getting me the high, uh, the high quality version, but I guess I don't know. She may have emailed it. I don't know. I don't see it in the message. Uh. But yeah, so either this episode or next episode will have the new the new logo. So as a uh, whiplashy measure, let's go from talking about that to talk about things that we feel more comfortable talking about as as just random white schlubs. Cabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're not wrong. No, no. So we both saw Avengers. Sadly, you saw it twice. Yep. Um, and it, it honestly needs to be discussed as a comic movie because – I agree. It is one of the very few comic movies that feel like a comic. Dude, that was my exact same thought because – and I mean let's just face it. If you haven't watched it, just stop because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Hey, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Every everyone's like, oh, don't worry about spoiler. Uh, sorry, spoiler one. Fuck it. Everything we talk about is spoilery anyway. So I'm not giving out any. If you don't want to, f- if if you see someone that they're going to be talking about the thing and you're still watching or listening to it, it's on you. Yeah, it is so, absolutely on you. You should know whether or not you're going to see something or not. Right. And the first time I watched it, by the time that the movie ended. I almost bet that you could guess my initial reaction. Holy shit. Yeah, I, my it was holy shit. Even though, even though, realistically speaking, I know it's not going to stick, just like exactly. in comic books. Because they fucking but, told you, like, right before that happened, that, like, oh, if I could turn back time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How every time... Thanos does this shit, somebody grabs the gauntlet and fixes it. Right. Every time. So if like after the first death, like that's that is the main problem. We're jumping all around, guys. The whole Thanos wins, clicks his fingers, and half the universe dies. After the like the first one, you see Bucky die. And then like when you see the black uh, Black Panther get it, you're like, okay, yeah, no, there's no way this is gonna keep effect because that motherfucker you just killed. Yep. Is your yeah. highest grossing single fucking movie, yep. motherfucker. Yep. There's but, no way. And bam, illusions glass shattered. It's like, okay, I'm just I'm just watching th- and then like while you're like still, you're just watching the things happen, and then you fucking see Spider Man. Exactly. Brother even though Dude, knew, it was even, even worse the knew. second time. It was worse the second time. Like Because you knew he was coming back, but they it didn't was, stop talking. It was oh, even more heartbreaking. Oh. Dude, like he fucking that kid can act his nuts Wait, off because that son of a that bitch. scene, dude. Like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Whenever he's like, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good," and he falls into Tony's arms, even you know, and dude, it's just. Why did it take him so long to die? 
We'll Everybody see. else was just poop. No, no, no. He said he didn't feel so good, and he was slowly peeling away the whole time. Everybody else was just sort of whoosh, whoosh. Also, which is true. Why did the Asgardians have to die? They were already decimated. What about oh, at the very beginning? No, 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 no. Well, that too, but no. Didn't Thor disappear too? No, Thor didn't. Oh, I thought Thor disappeared. No, but, he didn't. And you also got to think like all these people that – okay, why did Drax disappear? His his planet was already cold. Wouldn't you think he – as the man who only cares about keeping balance, he already wiped half of their population. Why wipe more of Drax's race? Why wipe more of X, Y, and Z well, race? Well, and I think it was because – because with this one, it wasn't a Thanos choice. It was just no, it was no, a it total to randomosity. No it it was the people be. who were living. It was fifty percent of living beings, Jake, regardless of the the previous calling. Though controlling all of the gems gives you full control over the universe. But he literally cannot name he trillions could. of people, Bob. No, 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 no. He could say of the planets. Of the uh, higher than this X population, and Jesus Christ! But why Bob, do you people? really think Thanos would do something like that? No. Someone with a god complex? Yes. No, because his god complex is like I've already decimated half of this population. But guess what? If it's seen that this other half is taken, then so be it. It just, it, it it shits the bed of his entire fucking. Uh, I I know what you're saying, but at the same time. It's yeah, I don't know. Whole it's all shit. it's already a kind of difficult uh, concept for people to follow, like why it happens, how it happens, and all of that. Like David, after watching it, he's like, so I kind of don't get it. He's like, so what was the purpose of everything leading up to it? And I'm like, this is how I can kind of tell you're not a comic book reader. Um, yeah. Because every world-shattering arc just leads to another world-shattering arc. Right. No more and, mutants, motherfuckers! Right, Ugh. and, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I don't know how they're going to do it, and I don't know how Captain Marvel is going to play her part in it. Um, or but, Hawkeye. <laughs> or Hawkeye, because Hawkeye is in the second one. You they see, did leave him out of this one on purpose. Here's what I was going to – here's what what I thought was going to happen in terms of who dies, all right? Who lives, who dies, and who tells the story, all right? God damn it. You need to listen to Hamilton because all these stupid references I make that oh, – it kills me. Anyway, I thought Hawkeye was going to die protecting Scarlet Witch. That and, of course, Vision was going to bite it. And – what you got cap you got uh, uh down you got all the people whose contracts are getting too much to manage all right which is so they, they and plus they're just kind of like also, look we're kind of we're kind of done yeah. Yeah. also uh, the comics are now made as a as a, a leaping off point for the movies all right that's why that's why you now have such a huge diversity thing going on they're testing it in the comics before they swap out the heroes right like if they decide to go alternate universe in this next a, infinity war movie and bring back like a female you. thor or something no. no 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 no. you don't need an alt you she just gets the fucking hammer and she becomes thor you can't do that in this setting because 
the power of Thor comes from the hammer, not the it's it, Thor isn't Thor. Thor is embodying the hammer and he just possesses the body of the person wielding it. So of course anybody can be fucking Thor. The end. Uh, I don't know, but if you watch Ragnarok, well, if you think about even the movies, no, 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 I'm just saying with the movies, it's different because they're actual. But anyway, anyway, I I thought that I uh, that nearly everybody was going to bite it. Scarlet Witch was going to be saved by, or Hawkeye is going to die right in front of her, and that is going to be the I. Uh, you remember what happened at the end of Dis or at the beginning of Disassembled, or how yeah. Disassembled happened? You yeah. know who died? Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. And it, yep. and this one makes more sense because he was a surrogate father. All right, he filled the the hole in her that was left by her brother when he had all the holes in him. He he snapped her out of a bunch of shit. He always had an eye on her because sure, you know, Vision's cute and all, and you know he's a pretty red boyfriend. But it's still not that paternal need right. that was filled by Hawkeye. So him dying, I was expecting her to be the main crux of the next episode. I was expecting Thanos to get it because, of course, everybody expects the villain to be wrapped up at the end. And uh, she was going to be the issue for Avengers 4 when she goes cray-cray. And, right. uh, but they, cha- they, they subverted that because – the whole fucking movie was subversion, if you think about it. Because think about it like that. What, what was the problem with all of the Avengers movies? What was the climax? Five or six people fighting a way – just a, a sea of nondescript CG villains. Big fucking whoop, all right? Or minions. Minions, not villains. Minions. What was the big th- climax on this one? Not just – a bunch of heroes against a unnecessary wave of villain of bad guys. The wave was for a purpose to bring down the shield. It was all strategy. Every ounce of it was like, okay, we're going to bring all these people out because we need to down that shield and also to distract you so people can sneak in the back. But still, and I, uh, hey Pip, and uh, who was fighting them? A wave of well nondescript good guys. Not just that, people you actively liked because fucking Black Panther was a good movie. Yup. But I do have one question. One one thing that irked me about that. Where were the ground rhinos this time? Where were the tunneling ground rhinos that popped up and fought the – there was no ground rhino army this time. Pretty good point. Where the fuck was my ground rhinos? Oh, that – but – uh. So well, all right. So let's 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 actively go over it because we're just jumbled up crazy. So it starts just straight out of the bat by punching you in the dick. Yeah, dude. Like death, death, and more death. Coming out of Ragnarok, where Thor realized, like, okay, Asgard is not a place; it is a people. And no, it ain't because they're all dead now, including Loki, who got his bitch ass and Heimdall. Oh, Heimdall. That that's what really got people. Oh Yeah. And it was like he would end up being the uh the what was it, the space gem? I can't remember which gem, but uh they thought he was gonna be oh the soul gem. Because how he can look at everywhere in the universe, everybody right. thought he was the soul gem. Well with me, I actually rewatched Ragnarok on Friday night. I rewatched it on the plane. 
that we were and on for nine fucking hours. I realized that Ragnarok actually kind of set the uh, the the death pace. What do you mean? Think about like the amount of death that occurs in Ragnarok. Oh yeah, there's a shit ton. Yeah, especially those three main characters, the right? the three friends of Thor. Yeah, the, the Warriors Three. Yeah. Poor Zach Levy. Yeah. You only got one role, one run at that freaking role that you were actually pretty good at. Right. But yeah, so I mean, if you think about it that way, I'm like, oh man, it really kind of sets people up. You know, granted the deaths in Ragnarok just aren't as gut wrenching, but it still, it still set it up. And you can tell, like, I, I, I need, I can't wait for it to come out on DVD so I can listen to the commentary. But I swear it felt like they let the people who who owned the properties – I don't mean like you know they own this. I mean they owned it like fucking James Gunn owns Guardians. Right. I, you, you, you can see his hand in the Guardian scenes. You can actually see – I don't know if it was the writing or shooting. The main reason I know for a fact he had to have hands on the those scenes – when looking at the cast, his brother's in it. Right. There's only one person who hires Sean Gunn, and that's his brother. Just like there's only one person that hires Clint Howard. Everybody. But Oh, no, Clint Howard's in everything. He's just also in all of Ron Howard's. But, He's um, just a very good background actor. But even then, that movie also holds the most cinema like the most fantastic cinematography in any there's that one scene of all the movies where tony is there at bleaker street and they start to hear like stuff outside and it's kind of it's like it's quiet but then there's like a growing sound of like screams and stuff like that oh yeah Oh, like wait, that shot whenever he walks outside and the camera's like just right there over his shoulder and isn't really showing you what's going on. It's just showing you the reality. Yeah. It's, it's showing cool. you like all this oh. shit blowing around. The lady falls down. He oh. picks her up and then the car oh, hits oh, the oh, lamppost. It's, uh, it's, it's a Rowan Emmerich moment. It's like Independence Day or anything like that. It was like – it's like the scene in Independence Day where they all first saw the – when Jeffy Gold's in uh, yeah. in Heart Feast – they uh, <laughs> they go in it. They see it. Yeah, it's like that. It's that Roland Emmerich moment where you see the reaction before you see the thing. So it has right. that building tension. Yep. Yeah. That to me is the the most fantastic piece of cinematography in any of the movies. And to me, I'm like, well, it just goes to show how good the Russo brothers are because they directed Winter Soldier. Which is yep. still like my, it, it's one of my favorites. I I'd still have a hard time like choosing between it, Black Panther, and Ragnarok, but I would have to say that because it is the most cohesive of all the stories. The I love Ragnarok, but it has those moments where the slapstick gets a little much. It can take you away from the story. A uh, Black Panther, I've discussed that fucking script needed another pass, needed another two pass. Because ground burrowing of ambush rhinos, that's something you should fucking establish. And also, oh, hey, you know what? 
yeah, I'm going to turn on my wife and my entire people and my best friend because this guy killed the guy who killed my pa. Fuck no. It needed a couple more passes. So it, it's a great move. But no, Winter Soldier is tight. It is yeah, a old it is. It, it, and again, it, it owns because it is taking a fucking Grisham novel or a Clancy novel and throwing a superhero into it who's like yep. hey, cloak and dagger class. No, but you have to be clandestine. No. Why? Because you're not supposed to. Fuck, okay. <laughs> right? It was, it was the most tight of all the movies. And it's true. I love that movie, man. That movie's so incredible. Oh, I would like to uh, – we're not going to have this cohesive, all right? I would like to bring up one thing. This is the only time Gamora has kissed Star-Lord. And do you know why? A lot of these – a lot of movies, period, not just these, but the woman is the reward. It's always just the prize to be had for doing the good thing. You were a good boy. Here's a woman. Think about the first Guardians. Sure, they're always flirting. And, you know, they do that that knowing smile at the end. But Star-Lord's a man-child. He is a child constantly running from – from his past, from everything. He is so immature, it, it hurts. So he never gets the prize because the characters are built like people. No matter what he... You can save all the world, all the universes that there are. I was going to say all the universes in the world. <laughs> but that doesn't make, magically make you like the prize fuckboy, all right? Even in two, it ends. Guardians two ends where him him actually growing up, dealing with the horrors that that happened in his life, and accepting them, and finally starting to grow. And the the relationship takes another deeper turn because that's what happens with actual people, or so I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> in this, before they leave, she actively kisses him, and why? Because he he finally earned it, I guess. No, he finally grew. He actively showed him maturing as a person because what does she do? She demands that he promise to kill her. If Thanos gets her, the world's – the universe is fucked. So she makes him make the promise to kill me, which always happens in these kind of movies. Naturally. And just like – you know, the person who makes the promise doesn't do it, and then they get pissed off and ruin everything that's going on. Or that they finally do, and of course, wahaha! It was not. It was an unloaded gun, wahaha! Or it's bubbles now. But right. <laughs> but I'll get to that in a second. It did play problem. into those tropes but, pretty heavy. But that's the fact of him saying yes, I will. Showed how much he matured as a human being, as a person. And he God, he got the prize? No, no. As an actual relationship would, that was the moment she realized that he is. He's no longer the man child. She crack all the jokes you want. That's just a defense mechanism. Everybody has those. But he finally matured enough to be an actual fucking person 
not just the man boy he has always been. And which is why when she, because when he, when it happens, when he's finally face to face, and you know he Thanos grabs her and he's, you know, it's like, I'm going to take her if you do not kill her. <laughs> when he pulls that trigger, I was actually listening to the second uh, crossover episode today, and it's that same dilemma. The when when he pulled the trigger. That's when he accepted that she is dead. She will die. She is gone. And even if it's ripped away from him, he still felt that. He still felt that anger, that pain. So apparently everybody's shitty. Everybody's like bitching at fucking Chris Pratt about Star-Lord fucking up the big, you know, the removing of the gauntlet because of course he would because – he still has that fucking anger and regret from pulling the fucking trigger. I like that. I like the fact that they actually – that's what made this movie good. It wasn't just, oh, all your guys' plot, plot points, we're pausing them, and now we're having an Avengers movie. No. The, the point of Star-Lord's journey as a character, that's when it finally comes complete. In the shitty crossover movie, well – not shitty, <laughs> but you know, right. like it, they let a story continue into the, which is why it is a comic movie. It is a movie that is a giant fucking comic book. Everybody has, everybody has a chance and it keeps jumping back and forth from a bunch of dumb stuff, but everybody has a chance to, to get hands on the ball of the story of ripping at your goddamn nerd heart. Everybody gets a chance to do that. Except Drax and Mantis. True. Because they were never – they were always one notes. Always. Yeah. I don't know. I did like the whole Drax standing there and I can move so slow that it's imperceptible kind of stuff. Yeah. That that's was just kind liking of, yeah. him up. That's still just one note. A fun note, all right, but it's still one. <laughs> I still can't believe – like when you said Bleecker Street, I thought you said Baker Street. I like that song, but uh, that's a good song. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like, sorry, I had to yawn. Uh, no, it's, it's one of those movies that it is. It is a straight up comic book movie, even to the point of like, Freaking Doctor Strange whenever he's meditating and going through all of the different scenarios, I, you know? That I'm like, that's a comic book move. Whenever he does his multiplying himself, totally comic book. That is a comic book. What comic book? That's a Dragon Ball Z move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that too. The problem with multiplication is your uh, power level is divided by half for each one of your multiplications. Then why the fuck do it? This guy's stronger than you normal, so what? He's going to be less po- powerful if you split up into less powerful versions? You dumb, Piccolo. You fucking dumb. <laughs> just let Krillin do it. He can solar beam all around him so the guy can't cover his eyes and then just fucking destructo disc him. You you serve no purpose in that instance, Piccolo. Krillin should be the winner of everything. Multiplicity, goddamn solar beam, and fucking destructo disc. Nobody should be able to live. So, Avengers... 
But no, I'm going to be interested to see how they bring everything around. Yeah, I do find it hilarious. I don't think we're even going to bring up the fact that – well, you know what? Yeah, let's bring it up. Thanos is easily the best villain they ever had because they were te- – like I, I honestly didn't think they could do Thanos any good because he's just been badly set up through all the other movies. Which is true. But the Russos did it smart. Thanos is the protagonist of Infinity War. He's not the hero or, or anti-hero. He's the protagonist. This is his story. And any good story needs to have weight to it of what is the main character's motivation, but then constantly pulling it back to the to the uh, to the oh god antagonist side. This it flips a lot of shit on the head where the villain is the protagonist, the heroes are the antagonists. This guy has a has a mission to save the universe. It is a fucked, warped, and psychopathic version of it, but he still has a plan, and all these horrible people are keeping him from that plan, from his sacred mission. But here's the thing. Is it really warped? I mean, any time that we sit here and say that we need a calling of the herd because, you know, certain people act X, Y, and Z. Tell me how many times I've said we have to call society – how many times we say, what the fuck? Dude, there's been times where I'm like, maybe we really do need a calling. So, um, because shit's fucked up. But, um, you know, and it is like he even mentions in there. It is even to the point of, you know, regardless of class and status. You know? Yeah. Um, the way I it like, happens I is like that it just happens. That- I like the fact that that is what – like his people are completely on board with wiping wiping out half the population. But when he said class and status meant nothing, that's when they had the problem. Yep. I fucking love that. that Which is a, true. Really- that That is perfectly applicable because the upper 1% will be like, uh, no, all the poor people need to die, not right. us. It will go all 2012, the arcs in 2012. Yep. Hi, Ollie. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... We're doing it bad justice because this is... uh, We are. I don't like recording after work. (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, uh, we're we're doing this on Monday, y'all. So, episode will be a bit late. It'll be up Tuesday, probably. So, yeah. Because we're better face-to-face and... If I'm doing a after work thing, it ought to be about something horribly stupid and dorky like anime. All right. It it it's the it's the stand in episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's episodes with uh with Nicole or Fran. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell. But yeah, so, there's not enough justice, but it is it's it is the most comic book of the Marvel Universe movies. Yes, it was. Everybody had a had their chance to shine. It foreshadowed other uh, the things that will be happening nicely, and it ended with a very proper open ending. Because yep. yeah, you were ex- like the whole time you're watching, like okay, let's see, it's getting a bit late, so the Avengers are probably going to win soon. Nope. Oh, 
One bad thing about it. One bad thing about all these Marvel movies. I hate the fact that they think superimposing a head onto a freaking CG body is something nobody notices. I can't stand watching the Iron Man movies because you just see Robert Downey Jr.'s head floating in the middle of the air. That's all I see. In the end, when everybody's crying and boo-hooing and we're all fucked in, all I could see was fucking the bust of fucking uh, of uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Just hanging yeah. in the background. Nope, you're right. It I noticed so that the second shit. time. It was so – I noticed that. I can't never not notice it. It is so dumb looking to me. I can't stand it. The Spider-Man one was okay-ish because it wasn't a bulky thing. They probably – you know, because they most likely had him in just a, a body sock. All right? Right. So, you know, it's not the- that much of a layer, but when you put on the extra layers, it – I, it just gets so untenable to me. This was also my favorite Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, like even Bucky picking him up and that spinning in a circle. Awesome, D- dude. I'm but get that arm. Like literally, whenever whenever Thor shows up, like as soon as I saw the Bifrost, I was like. Oh shit! Like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Shit's about to go down, son!" <laughs> and then it does. And I mean, that was one of those moments where, just like a comic, you see you see a panel like that, right, or right, a page, because yeah. that would be like a full page, right? And it just goes monkey balls from there. And you're it's just gone. like, Holy you're like, shit. "Oh shit! It's oh. going down, and this is going to be awesome." That's something I was going to bring up. That whole siege on Wakanda. One, I don't really know how they knew fucking they were some uh, Scarlet Witch was with was with Vision and she can stop it. I don't fucking get that part at all. Right. But I like the fact that that whole that whole fight scene served a purpose. It wasn't just, oh, we now have to have a giant fight. No, they were throwing wave after wave after wave after wave against them to draw their attention to the people in the back end who were sneaking in. It's like, okay. Scarlet Witch is gone. Do, do it. So they could right. – so it was – it served a wonderful purpose, and that whole fight had layers to it. There was there was strategy to the fucking – Dude, dude, and I love – Scarlet Witch just chucking a fool into the fucking sh- – I love how easily they killed the fucking uh, – the dark stars or whatever they were fucking called. Right. Or, the prime millennials or whatever the fu- – I love how easily they finally killed them because – they're used to fighting a. Because think about it like this: you are a world conquering uh, super being, a super power. You stumble across one world where every ten thousand ten thousandth person on that planet is a nuclear bomb. Every last one. That's what Earth is in the six one six universe. Every tenth person could fucking wipe out life on the planet. So you have the superpower come in. Sure, the first time they show up, they wreck monkey they wreck monkey balls on you, okay? They just completely wreck house because they're the they're the new hotness. They're unknown. But give them half a chance, they all just got fucked. 
just straight fucked. Dude, I lovingly oh, refer to big dude. Nope. He just gets chucked up at the top. The big the, the fast lady who knocked the shit out of everybody. The only reason she got away with her life is because they had a tractor beam because Black Widow was just going to murder her in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. No, for me, I I do, and I don't mean this in a bad way, I lovely refer to that scene as the bad bitch brawl because all of those chicks are freaking amazing, uh-huh. dude. Like, even even the, the, the bad guy chick, right? Those oh, are some hell. bad chicks, dude. So, and because of my alliteration, that's why I call it the bad bitch brawl because I have to keep that alliteration. What I uh, just said actually holds true to when, uh, when Black Widow nearly beat the shit out of that other one. Yeah, because and she did. She was no, no, because because here they were. Like, sure, when they showed up, they just wrecked out everybody. Who was the new hotness that time? Who was the new hotness in Edinburgh? It was Black Widow. She came up out of nowhere and fucking wrecked monkey, monkey and balls if, And if her. it wasn't for Winter Soldier, that would be my favorite Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't did, for Winter Soldier. You know you know why? Half her shots weren't ass shots. Looks, look at what yeah, happens when you don't true. let Joss Whedon shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. for As much as he was touted as some feminist icon, he loved himself an ass shot. Uh well, I mean, whenever you have a specimen like Scarlett Johansson, it'd be hard not to. A specimen, Jacob. Dude, I, dude, there's a specimen. Well, that's a nice specimen <laughs> right there, fellers. Dude, she oh. is a gorgeous woman. Yes, she is. But you know what? She ain't. And she's built a like a brick shit house. She's not a fucking specimen. She's not like something that you you have deep in your laboratory. <laughs> I have slides with some of her hair in it. She's a specimen. <laughs> Fuck, Jake. I thought I knew you. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty amazing. But um, yeah, man, like the the Chris's, like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Pratt, especially Hemsworth and Pratt. A bit of that, that, uh, the, well, that's just me. I really, I'm always skipping that kind of dialogue when I'm watching stuff. Cause the cringe, if I see something too cringy, I'm done. And see, I didn't feel like things. it was cringy. It got a bit, it got a bit. They, they covered up some with the comedy, but him constantly comparing himself to Hemsworth or to Thor. Oh, eventually it, it, but it was be- very true to life, though. That's a very yeah. like guy kind of thing. And then that scene with more- that scene with Rocket and Thor yeah. is a fucking phenomenal, dude. But it it has to. It's too much of a whiplash moment. Dorky dorky fun. Break down dorky dorky fun. Now that is a lot of times how humor is used to mask things. But in terms that's of how way Americans everybody... use humor, no. like whenever you're in a super Anybody. serious situation like no, I'm, that. I'm talking about actual people, Jake. Like, but that, in just... movies, that is an American. That's very American in movies. About movies. I'm talking about like you yourself. Think about times when shit like that has happened. You'll break off and try to say something, do something humorous to kind of, you know, to to throw off the scent and then back down the sad. I know it's a very human thing to occur. It's just the way it was paced and shot was a little jarring to me. Just a little. But yeah, that whole thing, 
like with him accepting that, yeah, Loki's probably fucking dead now. Like absolutely dead. And despite it all, he's still his brother. And oh, here's a question. Um how did the Hulk know he had the mind or the space gem? How did the Hulk know Thanos had the space gem? Because here's how that that opening happened, Jay. Because oh, no, be, Jay, with it being here's Hulk. how that opening happened. No, not only that. All right, well that too. Yes, Hulk challenged him, got bitch smacked out out into the universe, and then he asked for the gem for the tesseract. All that happened after Hulk got bitch smacked out of existence. How did he know the Tesseract was there? Because he didn't bring Thanos didn't bring it up until he demanded it, which was well after Hulk got slammed out, wasn't it? Yeah. How did the Hulk know he had two? Yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. didn't pick up on that. And not only that, yeah. How did fucking Banner know? Because they're two different people. Right. <laughs> Thank you. That I did. To... I did like the whole Banner having issues becoming Hulk. Yes, that's one of those things I was bringing about how it was a uh, it was inner it was bringing up points for more stories. That scene right there, all I could think of is when that comes out in the fucking next movie, there better be a fucking uh, a a narrator box that pops up in the corner. With an asterisk that says "Ed Note, see last movie." <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Because yeah, that that was great. Because it. Oh, also, uh, I was expecting uh, Avengers Four to be about, uh, you know, when Scarlet Witch goes crazy. That's how they're going to bring uh, the X Men's into the fold. Because by by the fourth movie, the merger will have already gone through. Disney would have possibly. But it's already been shot. Well, I know, I know, I didn't know that. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought this was going to have a pretty, pretty bow. And then I realized about halfway through, I was like, wait a minute. I've seen stills of shit where Captain Marvel was doing shit with this. Why haven't they... Oh, oh, it's going to be the next movie. Okay. There's too many things of knowing what's going on in the background to realize that, okay, it's just going to be the next movie. It this is it kind of like the Marvel machine is killing itself. It's ruining every ounce of credibility it ever had. And I will admit, I'm getting fatigued, something fierce on it. Yeah. But at least they keep doing different things. Which is true. That's why it's easy like, to keep going back because they're doing different things. Like the only reason I may even see the solo movie is Donald Glover. Same. But that might not be enough because nobody gives two shits about Han Solo's arc. He should not be the main character of a story because that's how you get like the fourth fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You don't give Which is true. the snarky, I'm too good for this guy, their own movie. You don't. It's not how it goes because it's never good because they need to play off the straight man. The They're only good when the main character is a sock that the fucking uh, audience puts on that they wear. They they insert themselves into it, which is why Bella Swan was always just a blank slate. It was a little tabula rasa that the reader could put themselves into, which is why they got an amazing actor per, to, to portray her because that's literally all she did was 
I am just responding in a very blank way. Why is right. this working? I'm doing exactly what the book did. But the thing is, though, you can't slot yourself into a movie. Which is true. Unless it's like, unless it's like hardcore Henry where it's all shot in first person. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. That's funny. My jaw, my jaw is going off. I think we may need to call it. Yep, that's good. No worries. All right. That's about a gonna do it for this episode of A Brother's Quarrel. This very disjointed. Oh, horribly disjointed. But here's the thing. Everything we talked about was talked about from the purview of people who have seen it. If you don't know what we're talking about, that's because you didn't see it, and that's yep. on you. Well, actually – even if you have seen it, this probably is still weird and disjointed. But still, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Jake, tell them where they can find us. Okay, you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. <laughs> I had to try to get it in there before you ruined it for me again. Uh, you can also That's send us an, <laughs> you can send us an email, brothersquarrel at gmail.com. We also have the Facebook page, which I of course don't see. Um, and I think, oh, and you can also <laughs> find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, whatever Podbay. That's yeah. the best way. Just whatever podcatcher you got. If it ain't there, if it's not on the podcatcher you use, how the fuck are you listening to us right now? Seriously, exactly. man. Exactly. <laughs> and if you could be so kind, be ever so kind. Oh, no, let's put it this way. Would you kindly go on iTunes and leave us a review, a rating? It doesn't have to be five stars. Go with what your heart tells you. That was for like four people out there. <laughs> nice, the nice little Andrew Ryan, would you kindly? You gotta slot that in every now and again. Yeah, again, I, don't <laughs> I say know. that all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, like Bioshock, like you realize that the whole thing you were engineered to do everything because that was your tr trigger. You were you were a Manchurian candidate kind of dude, and your trigger is would you kindly? Anybody who says would you kindly and then asks something of you, you have to do it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I had a I had to slot my Andrew Ryan in there. Heck yeah. I like it. Keep it up. Keep doing the good work, Bob. Dear God, Jake, you can actually end it. You don't have to keep like <laughs> drawing the drawing it out until I fine. Okay, fuck. <laughs> so until next time, we here at the Squirrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Especially if it's long and drawn out, Bob. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>